Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We're very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find, uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone, as well as TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as, of course, tell a friend. Today, something about these Mondays and Tuesdays, we're always coming up big wins watching the game. Uh, Celtics tie up the series at two. Uh, with a big win in Milwaukee, we'll break down games three and four um, and talk about the re- what it looks like for the rest of this series. We'll also look at the other series going on in the NBA playoffs. The Sox continue to struggle and the Bruins tied up. All that and more on this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. What's going on, Big Red? I think we're three and zero on uh, Celtics game days now. We are three and zero on Pod Celtics game days. Is correct. Um, I just means I guess we got to record every game day. Should have done. Yeah, we should have been ready to go on Saturday. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'll clear time in my schedule whenever <laughs> uh, game five is. Uh, uh, Wednesday. All right. Well, I play basketball Wednesday nights, but you know what? I'll clear time. I'll clear time. Uh, huge win today. Uh, before we get into that win, uh, let's look at the game three loss, which I, it, it was a, I think it was a more of a frustrating loss because I, I you never blame officials for a loss. But boy, did they have a hand in that game because it was the it might have been the worst officiated game I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, I'll let you touch on it, but that like the just the calls that weren't made and the calls that were made. Obviously, you know the ones that stand out is like Giannis bowling through people. Um, the goal ten was huge because we had. A, I said as soon as that happened, I said we're going to lose by two points, and of course we lost by two. Um, you know, Grant Williams is going to have to have a new sternum put in his body after all the charges that he's taken uh, from Giannis. But then Grant Williams gets a charge called on him. It was just every call, any way you could have called that game wrong, they called, and I get it. You know, the Celtics shot more free throws that, you know, you're right. But when the game was on the line and the big time calls were made, they went, everyone went to the Bucks way. And that's not the reason they lost, but it is a factor of why they lost game three. Yeah, no, you weren't watching game three and not noticing the refereeing. Um, I want to say it was the worst officiated game I've ever seen, but tonight was kind of right there with it seeing that the Bucks took nearly 30 free throws tonight um but focusing on game three obviously you have the questionable shooting foul on Marcus Smart right at the end should have gotten three free throws instead gets two has to miss the, the last one Al Horford barely misses at the buzzer they lose that game um a game they should have had maybe the best game they had played in Milwaukee not because tonight it wasn't very good but they pulled it out but um an abysmal third quarter in game three they rally back in gate in the fourth quarter almost pull it out um but again the refereeing just egregiously bad Giannis just allowed to do whatever he can to get to the basket score points he's gonna get his foul shots which is annoying um a deflating game three but Celtics do what they needed to do they went in tonight got back home court and that's what we talked about last week I believe we said you know what? I think we might even called it. I think I don't know who said it, but I have to go back and listen. I think I said I think they were going to lose Game Three and win Game Four. I thought it was going to be one of those um, back and forth series. I knew they were going to split in Milwaukee, but we talked about it last week. They just had to split in Milwaukee. That's all they had to do: get back home court. Yes, it would have been nice to sweep there and then try to be able to have the chance to close out on your home court, but. In the grand scheme of things, you got your home court back. Go take care of business at home in game five, and then it's your series to lose. Um, You know, we talked about it uh, looking at game three. I know we're still kind of looking at game three. 
Jason Tatum, you're not going to win too many points. Pedestrian got like stuck in traffic. Might as well not showing up. Yeah. 10 points. And it was like, I don't know how he got to 10 points. It was, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. It was like, he, he couldn't make a shot. Tonight in the fourth quarter, he couldn't miss a shot. He was making everything. Uh, and he kind of, I mean, if you're going to bet the house. to start, man. Tatum was cold. No, no, no. I'm saying the fourth, the fourth quarter, like end of the game. Oh, fourth yeah, you're quarter, right, you're He, right, he right. like came alive. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I had my own uh, little basketball game that I had to attend to today. So I missed some, uh, the first part of the game. Uh, but I heard he was um, pretty much absent again for that game. But if you were going to bet the farm on something, I was going to bet the Celtics winning game four and also Jason Tatum having a big scoring night. And he did. He had 30 points. Uh, most of that came in the fourth quarter. And uh, are you good to move on to the fourth? I, I don't want to talk. I, I like positivity. I'm all positive right now after a big win. Can we just talk about yeah, now this one's fresh. Let's talk about game four. Can we, can we talk about the 35 year old Al Horford for a second here? Playoff Al baby. Playoff Al. All you people that called him washed and old and can't make it up the court. 42 minutes, 42 minutes tonight. How many points do you have? I think he 30, 30, 30 piece dropped a 30 piece on the box on Giannis. One for 38 and three. Eight rebounds. Those 35-year-old knees were getting eight rebounds off of Giannis Antetokounmpo and seven-footer Brooke Lopez. He was scoring 30 points any way he wanted it, by the way. Through the three ball, little floater action. He's, he's added that one into his game. This man cannot be stopped. He is a man, man among boys, and Al Horford is going to lead us to the promised land. With Al Horford, I feel very confident in the Celtics' chance. Yeah, I think the criticism the last couple of years has been um, the Celtics don't have that veteran presence to really help them get over the hump. And we had that in Al when we were making those runs in 2018 and 2019. But, you know, he leaves for Philly, gets sent out to pasture in OKC, bring him back, and, dude, it's paying dividends now. This is a series that, you know, if Tatum goes cold and Al's not pulling a 30-piece out of his ass, we're losing this game, we're down 3-1 maybe even getting swept. I don't even know. I don't even want to think about it, but veteran presence, Al Horford, he's been here before, drops a playoff career high, just absolutely goes off tonight. He had a good game three too. Yeah, I was going to say that. Game three, he had like, he was the reason the Celtics were in that game at the end. Al 100%. Horford put the team on his back because Jason Tatum was nowhere to be found. Jalen Brown was a mediocre uh, he just said, all right, boys, I'll do the scoring from here and just score like scored at will. It was kind of crazy. I think he had like 20 something points, but, uh, Al has been huge these last few games. Um, great to have Marcus smart back as well. He was huge today. Got a big charge on Giannis late in the game. Yeah. Shocking. They called that. I mean, Giannis was, I couldn't believe it. I don't know how much of. I don't know how much of it you saw, but early on, Giannis was just punching, smacking, hitting everyone as far as the eye could see, and he wasn't getting shit called on him. It was actually insane. Well, they said uh, after that charge was called, they said he had – they said how many charge calls he had in the 12. Uh, 12 in the first round, right? Yep. And this was his third. Or no, sixth, third or sixth? I think it was his third. I, that sounds like too that. low. Marcus has drawn five himself, so – but it was, I think he's drawn five on different, this was his third. I think this was his third and I could be wrong. Let us know. Uh, I think that was, they said that was his third charge in the series. In the series, he's bowled over everyone he's played against. It's like, I don't know what to do, man. It's obvious. They let Giannis just do whatever he wants. And my other note I had in this, um, this last two games, have made his likability, Giannis's likability for me has gone way down. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Me, he's a little it's bitch. Like, it's like the play against Jason Tatum, which was, it wasn't, I don't think people were calling it dirty. I just think it was a dumb, reckless move to try to block that shot. It's like, what, there's no way you're going to block it. And if you, you know, it's going to be a hard, foul and if you want to make a hard foul that's fine i guess that's fine but it's just like a reckless play and then he almost did it again today with jalen brown at the end of the game 
Yeah, Jalen let him know about it. Yeah. That was about one of my favorite parts of the game. He put his hand on his neck and he smacked his hand. That was awesome. We need more of that. We need more of the hard nosed. Uh, we need that Mark. Marcus Smart screaming at Tristan Thompson. I mean, Marcus yeah. uh, Morris. Tristan, yeah, Marcus Morris. Um, but between all the, like the letting him get away with that, which isn't his fault necessarily, but let no, him do whatever it's on he the wants. Officials. You can't. You can't just change the rules for him it's insane yeah but between that and that that one the couple plays that i mentioned the goaltend that is so obvious that it's it's ridiculous i going into the series i said it's hard to root against i it's easy to root against the bucks but it's like i like Giannis. it's not like i can like it was easy to paint Kyrie as a villain and be like i want to beat Kyrie so bad i want to beat Giannis really bad now because after the last two games and some of the things he's been able to do and just let to get away with, I, I really likability for me has gone down. My main problem is that obviously they're not a very likable team. I mean, their coach is also kind of a bum, but it just feels Mm -hmm. like this. It feels like this, the chips are so stacked against us that it's even the sweeter if we pull this shit out. Well, I don't like Budenos. uh, What's his name? Um, Budenos, right? Yep. Yep. I don't like him because he, he won coach of the year when Brad Stevens clearly outcoached him in the regular season. But yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't like Grayson Allen. He's a bum. Uh, I don't like Brooke Lopez. I don't like, um, I don't like Giannis now, which I, I was a big Giannis fan, but now I'm not a big Giannis guy. Uh, I don't like the, the shooter that uh, what's his name. Connaughton. Uh, I kind of like Connaughton because he's just from Massachusetts. I like Massachusetts guys, but uh, no, Wesley Matthews. Not a big fan of Wesley Matthews. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a big George. Not a big Bobby Portis guy. Not a big uh, Drew Holiday guy. It's just like that team is not very likable, and I'm not a big fan of their best player, which is uh, Tony Brothers and the rest right, of the official right. crew. No, and that and that's gonna happen. I mean, how many times have we seen the Bucks in the playoffs? It happens with the Sixers every year. Like these are just teams that we constantly see, and then we just grow to hate. Yeah, which I kind of like. I, I like the we need the NBA needs more of that rivalry to like spark. No, spark, I, yeah, I agree. yeah, we need more of that because it like that's what made the Net series so great. Like, right. and then when we get matched up on Christmas Day, it just makes it even the more yeah anticipated. And I like that's why I kind of hope that it's the uh, 76ers in the next round because it's uh, Celtics 76ers. If we hopefully we win the next win two of the next three games, and we play the 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals because I feel like that's just going to be a bloodbath. Um, but either way, I guess if we play the Heat, I mean that's just going to be just as a bloodbath as well. Yeah, no, we're we're not. This isn't going to be easy, man. We're going to be earning this shit. Yeah. Um, is there any keys to the Celtics you think going forward in the, you know, going forward into the next, you know, it's a best of three series now. They have two games at home. Two games at home. What do you think is the keys to try to close this out? Yeah, I mean, obviously you're coming back to Boston for game five. You got to limit the turnovers. They still had a couple of, tur- I think they had seven turnovers in the first half. Not good. Got to limit the tur- turnovers. And, Man, if Tatum can just get going early, it's not even going to be a contest. I mean, the fact that he could be so cold and we're still pulling these games out, it's insane. So if Tatum can just get off to a hot start, see the ball go down, keep attacking the rim. Marcus Smart finally figured out how to attack the rim tonight. Al Horford's being Al, Hor- Al Horford. Jalen Brown had a solid game. Go out there. Don't turn the ball over. Execute. Don't get into foul trouble. And honestly, just... Try to play your game. Don't let the Bucks get a lead because then you're clawing back from behind. If the Celtics can just play their brand of basketball, this is easy. Yeah, I think the key is to get out to a hot start. Um, well, that's what happened in game two. We game two, punched we them just, right in the mouth and we controlled it the whole way. Yeah, there was not one point in game two where like they didn't have control of the game. Um, tonight's game, the, the minus the was a little different where they started off down caught back up, dug themselves a hole in the third quarter, and then they were able to claw their way back out of the out of that hole. They need to come out guns a-blazing, especially at home. The garden's going to be rocking in game five. 
but you mentioned it. The key is Jason Tatum. You got to get him going early. You can't be, you know, you can't be having him have this, such a slow two games. Like he figured it out in the fourth. So I'm hoping that continues on to the, you know, the next round, like next game, but you got to get him going early and try to get him hot. Cause if he's on like in the fourth quarter, when we, when we extended the lead to 10, it was because he got Jason Tatum going. He hit a big three. He had a circus shot layup that I can't believe went down. He was making everything, uh, making every shot. And that's just because he started getting them going. And we need to do that sooner. Um, the other thing I would do is play bully ball with Marcus Smart when Grayson Allen's on him. Clear out and let Marcus Smart go bully this guy down in the paint because he can't stop him. Marcus Smart is going to get a ton of layups and post post up shot like turnaround jumpers or whatever it is uh he can't stop him so i i'd like to see whoever Grayson allen's guarding clear out and let him go in the paint and try to get a bucket um other than that man uh Ime went to a weird lineup where he sat grant a lot of that fourth quarter uh and went Derek white a lot of Derek white action that paid panned out it'll be interesting to see if he continues that, uh, but I think uh, Grant, you know, Grant's been getting beat up this series and doing a good job uh, containing Giannis. So uh, if you can contain Giannis, uh, what did he have tonight? 20, 20, 34 points, 34 yeah, and 18. Worry, Giannis, Giannis got his. He was hitting pretty, yeah. plenty of free throws tonight. So How many free throws did he shot? Uh, geez, I, I know the team nearly shot 30 of them. So yeah, the team shot 27 free throws. There you and go. We shot 20. Um, the personal fouls was 25 to 17. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a key. And if we can get off to a hot start shooting, um, I think that's the key in the series. I feel like the Celtics have better shooters um and they're outscoring the bucks by at that three ball so if we can keep that going uh get jason tim going early shoot make our three pointers and get marcus smart in the post when he has grayson allen or whoever grayson allen's guarding get him in the post and let him go to work um i think they'll be fine i think the garden's going to be rocking i think there's no way they lose game five um it's a must win to me. I feel Huge. like game five need is a it, must need win. It, need it. You can't go back um, to you can't go back to Milwaukee down three two. Yeah, but there's no way you can go back to Milwaukee down three two. You need to go with all the momentum uh, and use it, man. The Garden's going to be there. Like that that thing is going to be buzzing. So I, man, I'm so excited for uh, game five. I, I really hope that they blow them out. I really don't. I don't want to even see it as a close game. Uh, but game five Wednesday, then what game? Probably game game uh, six is Friday. Game oh Friday night game and game Friday six. night game six Friday night lights game. Friday night lights. I can't wait. Um, let's move on around to the NBA. Uh, Warriors are up to one against the Grizzlies. They're playing currently game four right now. They don't have and, Steve Kerr. No Steve Kerr. That's a big loss for them, but I guess Jaws is too. Yeah, and the Grizz don't have Jaw. So I guess if I had to choose if I wanted Steve Kerr or Jaw, I think I would take Jaw, but who knows? Guys got to step up. Other guys got to step up. Um, Grizzlies are currently winning that game 28 to 22 in the second quarter. So uh, we'll have to see how that one goes. Um, predictions going on in this game? For just this game or the series? The series, sorry. Um, I think Golden State takes it, probably in six. Yeah, I think I think Golden State does take it. It makes it interesting if Grizzlies tie it up here because then they take back home court. Um, but I think ultimately the Warriors will end up taking this game. Excuse me, taking this series. Um, a big one was the Heat and the 76ers are tied. Joel Embiid comes back, and the 76ers are able to uh, right the ship and tie that series up. Um, what were some of the keys in that series that you've seen? 
obviously Joel Embiid coming back has completely turned this series on its head. And they're kind of in the same spot. Best two out of three from here on out. Heat have home court. I think the Heat are going to pull this out, but I don't know, man. This is going to be tight. This is going to be a tight finish. James Harden's playing out of his mind. That was a crazy three at the end of game four. And vintage James Harden uh, in this in this last couple of games. He had uh, a 31 piece in the 30, 31, 9, and 7. That's like a – that's a Rockets James Harden. Um, so if those two are on, I, I don't see how they – how they beat this, like how the Heat beat them. I just don't think they have enough scoring power on that team. Uh, Jimmy Butler had a vintage game too. He had 40, 40 and lost. Um, I don't believe in this Heat team at all. I, I, I think they're extremely overrated. I think they're old. I think they – am I crazy not to be scared of this Heat team? Because I really am not. Except for Eric Spolstra. I'm a little afraid of that, the coaching brilliance over on the sideline. But No, I don't think there's anyone <laughs> on this Heat team that really stands out. There's no – obviously, I mean, Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate, and then they have James Harden, who can turn back the clock at any point. So jumps, jumping off the page is Embiid and Harden, whereas you, if you look over at the Heat, it's, yeah, they have Jimmy Butler, but – Outside of that, I mean, who do you really who are you really worried about? I mean, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson's not even playing, so I think just matchup wise, I'd rather worry about only Jimmy Butler than have to worry about guarding Joel Embiid and James Harden. Yeah, because I feel like you now you're adding, you know, you're adding Giannis with Kyrie. It's kind of what you're if you play the seventy sixers, you're playing a big guy that can score and shoot better than Giannis. And then which is a hell of a gauntlet to run. You see Katie and Kyrie in the first round, you see Giannis in the second round. And then the third round is James Harden and Joel Embiid. That's just some absolute murderers row. Yeah. And then your reward. The finals is probably going to be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole. Yeah. It'll make it well worth it when we're lifting that trophy. God, that'll be the hardest earned banner of all time. Um, who do you think wins that series? 2-2? Two, two, what do you think? Um, I'll take the Sixers. I don't, that's, a, that's a tight – it's a tough one for me. I, I don't know. Um. The Heat won it when Joel Embiid wasn't there since Joel Embiid's come back. It hasn't really been close. So I kind of want to lead towards the 76ers. I think I want to go 76ers in this, and then Celtics play 76ers. They get the home court advantage back uh, for the Eastern Conference Finals. Um and then the Celtics can beat the 76ers. It's what we I think we've been preaching this for a couple weeks. That's there. what I want. I want home so, court in that Eastern Conference final. So let's go. I'm going to go with 76ers. Uh, and then in the last one, you have Suns tied with the Mavs. Uh, Mavs tied it up. That was a surprising win for them. Uh, at home, a rowdy, rowdy home court fan base, uh, to say the least. Um, what what do you think about this series? Do you think uh, you think the Mavs can sneak one in? Yeah, I think uh, I'm leaning Phoenix? more towards the Mavs now. I don't know. The Suns kind of look like a broken team right now. They got fan issues. They got yeah. They have a lot going on on the outside. Um, I don't know. I I mean, Chris Paul had a really tough game last game. Uh. We want to talk about Jason Tatum. We get mad at Jason Tatum for scoring 10 points. And even last game, this game, you know, we said he had a slow game, tough game start to it. And he finished with 30. Chris Ball finished his last game with five, seven, and five. He had a triple single. So it's like, he's your second best player. Some would argue your best player. You know what I mean? Uh, Devin Booker had 35 points and he still lost by 10. So 
I don't know, man. I mean, if the Mavs can sneak one, I mean, they haven't won on the road. So in this series, the home team has won the game. So if you're looking at that, then the, you know, it's Suns and seven, but if the Mavs can sneak this one in game five, I think the Mavs can win this at home. I, I, the Suns haven't looked comfortable playing in Dallas. I, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, man, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Suns. Suns and seven. Okay, there we go. I think it's gonna be the Suns. I don't. I don't know something about playing in Phoenix. I mean. I don't think Chris Paul has a triple single night again. I think he has a good night and gets the win in game five. And then, you know, maybe that Dallas extends it to seven, but I think they can, I think, I think Phoenix wins on their home court. So uh, with that being said, we have a Celtics uh, 76ers matchup and depending on who you're, following we got warriors sons or warriors maps should be a heck of an end of the series um by the next time we talk we should have i think the series will be over could be over right uh i think game seven would be sunday game, game seven will be sunday yeah uh unless you unless you're the warriors grizzlies there game seven is monday there you reason. go. So we'll know two of the, we'll know three of the four teams. At least. And if not, I don't know if the Warriors Grizzlies goes seven, but uh, I think you're right. I think you're right on the nose with the Warriors and six. I think that's going to, that's pretty accurate. Uh, so we'll have to see how we do. Um, but our Celtics Warriors prediction is still alive. Uh, moving on to, uh, a little more depressing. We were coming off such a high, but we got to, you know, uh, compliment sandwich. We got to start have some bad stuff in the middle. Red Sox. I mean, this is a brutal way to start the season. Uh, they're currently fifth in the AL East. That is last place. You're right. That's right. We are behind the Orioles in last place in the division. We're 10 and 19. We're 10 and a half games out of first by the Yankees. It's tough for me to say. We are the fourth, uh, third, excuse me, third worst team in the American League. And we are the bottom six or seven in the whole MLB right now, according to the record. Who's to blame? Who do you put the blame on this? You know, if we're doing the blame pie of this slow start, who do you think gets, you know, a higher percentage of the blame? I'd go 40%, maybe even higher than that. I'll go 50% lineup. 40% on the front office for not getting better bullpen arms. And I'll go the remaining 10% on the back end of the bullpen. Do you think Alex Cora gets any of this? No. Now he led this team to the to the um, ALCS. He's not the reason there's no bullpen arms. He's not the reason this team isn't hitting. This lineup should be scoring more runs than one or zero a game. This is insane. The bats are cold. The guys aren't hitting, and then the starters, for the most part, are doing their job. It's just that we're getting into these one zero shootouts, so that when it comes down to it, and we stretch to like Deekman, he can't get the job done. So the bats aren't waking up. The bullpen, when it gets stretched, sucks, and the front office didn't do anything to help Alex Cora, so I don't put anything on him. He has made – the one thing I will say about Alex – I don't put much of the blame on Alex Cora. I put most of this blame on the bats, like you said. This lineup, to be fair to Hein Bloom, which he's done, I think, a great job in the last couple of years. He's taken over as president. He put together, we were talking about this as one of the greatest lineups in the ALE, uh, AL. Like on in, paper, yes. On paper. On paper. Like, uh, 
But Trevor's story hasn't worked out. Um, I mean, uh, what's it? I almost said Mookie. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, Devers and Bogarts are doing their thing. They're they're carrying the load. Uh, but looking at, I'm, I'm looking at batting average right now. I mean, Bobby Dahlback is batting. Bobby Dahlback is twenty. Yeah, Bobby Dahlback is batting. 139. There you go. Uh, Kike is batting 194. Travis, Travis Shaw is batting zero. Travis, yeah, Travis Shaw is zero. He's off the team. Trevor Story is batting... I'm sorry. I, I, I misread that. 176 for Kike. 194 for Trevor Story. Alex Verdugo is batting 212, which is not good for us. So looking at the guys that are, you know, that you kind of are trying to depend on, Alex Verdugo's got to be better and Trevor Story's got to be better. I mean, when Jackie Bradley Jr., who was statistically the worst hitter in baseball last year, has a better batting average than the biggest free agent signing you've had in the last couple of years, there's a problem. That's, That's like... That's a big problem. And I know it's early, but when Jackie Bradley Jr. has a better batting average than you, there's a problem. Um, Trevor Story, what did we hear about him when he came to Boston? His power, right? his unbelievable power, you know, hitting over that wall. He's going to get a ton of home runs with the short porch. And having that wall there, he's going to get a ton of home runs. He has zero home runs a month into the season, over a month into the season. And this is one of my, I will say this, I love to sign Trevor Story. I feel like you had to. I, I love the signing. I, I won't go back on what I was saying about it. However, one of my concerns about it was statistically looking at hitters that have gone, came from Colorado and went other places. They've had a drop off and, all batting statistics their next year after playing there. We've seen it with every single hitter that's left Colorado. You know, and a lot of it is their statistics are at home. It's like there was a team that in the that used to play the Rocks that play uh, was in Wachusett, and they played at a high pretty much a high school field, and they always had the league leader in home runs from that place. It's like, yeah, you have the league leading in home runs because you're hitting about 100 feet hmm. out to right field. Like it's, it's a different. It's like a home field advantage. So, yeah, Trevor Story hit like was a big. I think he's a very, very good player, but I knew his stats were going to drop off a little bit. I didn't think he was going to be batting 194 going into the first month of the season. No, coming out of the first month of the season. I don't know. I, I feel like with Trevor Story, obviously, it was a great signing, but. It's just disappointing to see this happen. I mean, it kind of has shades of Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, where there's just so much promise, and yet they show up and they're kind of flat. It could always change. It's still early in the season. For all we know, he turns it around. But um, disappointing to say the least. But the entire lineup as a whole is just underperforming. Again, the bullpen just is shitting their pants at the worst times. We We still don't have a closer. And... It's a shame because the starters really are putting in quality starts. We're just not closing these games out. Yeah, I, I mean, looking at the pitching, I mean, Nate Evaldi, how many games have we seen Nate Evaldi give up a run and lose the game or give up no runs and they, we somehow find a way to lose the game? Um, looking at the ERA, um, Nate, Nate has a uh, – where is it? Actually, Waka has been a big surprise and uh, been huge. Like you said, the starter, part of that starter group, uh, one thirty-eight ERA. It's like, but he's he's and he's three and zero. Nate Evaldi has a two ninety-four. Um, they need more out of Tanner Houck. Pavetta had a really slow start, but he's starting to find his way. Like he had a quality start the other day. Um. But you're right, uh, and of course, Garrett Whitlock, I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife. You put him as a starter, he's unbelievable as a starter, but then you lose him in the back half of the bullpen, which kind of stinks. Um, 
Yeah, I think um, you're right. We're, we are hurting in the back half of our bullpen. Uh, Matty Barnes has been awful. Uh, Diekman had a good start, but has been struggling. Uh, Brazier has kind of figured it out a little bit, but, it, you know, he's – inconsistent at best hunt uh robles it depends on who you're getting either he's going to be nails or he's going to give up about three runs so there's no one in that bullpen beside garrett whitlock really like that i trust that can go out and give you three outs and a quality inning so i kind of put that on i have to put that part on hein bloom because he really didn't go out and buff up this uh bullpen which we knew was going to be a problem and I said going into the season that the starters I was a little iffy on, but you know the bullpen really hasn't looked great. That it's not even it's looked great; it's looked bad. It's like it's really, really bad. Um, I have a question for you. As our Worcester correspondent, how long until we start dipping into the Worcester people, uh, the Triple A team? For bats or pitching? Um, Both. I mean, Tristan Cassis is looking pretty good. Jaron Duran got a cup of coffee before they sent him back. Um, I I, that's the thing I don't get. Why did we send him back? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know if that was just because Kike had COVID for a single day and then he was good to go. But, I mean, Duran's been hitting the ball. Tristan Cassis has been hitting the ball. Jeter Downs is actually having a half-decent year so far. Ryan Fitzgerald's producing. Um. As far as pitching, Kyle Hart was actually pitcher of the week this week. My guy. Siebold's down here doing his thing. Um, Winkowski's been pitching well. I don't know how well the kind of the bullpen guys are. Ort was good last season. I haven't seen much of him this season, but um, we have arms going down here. So, I mean, I don't know if maybe it's a case of they wanted to see if they can ride this out, or I don't know if there's contract manipulation going on, but Worcester has some guys that they can use. I think so. I think I think you gotta start having you gotta decide like at some point like all right, how much of a leash are we giving Bobby? How much do we you know? Bobby once, should be in Worcester right now. But once you send him down and bring Cassis up, that's basically saying you've given up on him. So I'd give up on him. He looks um, like he's toast. I gotta tell you, I'm ready. To, I'm I'm on the camp that I'm ready to give Cassis a shot. It's Michael Chavis all over again. It, it is a big Michael Chavis uh, feel to him, except Michael Chavis could play other positions effectively. True, very true. Um, I, the thing about Bobby is, which is, I mean, it, it just stinks, is he just gets hot at the end of the season. He did this last year. He was, we everyone was saying, get rid of Bobby, get rid of Bobby, and then he ended up being rookie of the month in July or something like June or July. The problem is right now you're the third worst team in the AL American League. You don't have time to start, you know, seeing if Bobby can figure it out. I I think you got to kind of make a move quick to 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 see what Cassis has got because like at some point you either got to play him or you got to trade him because he's he's the guy that everyone's saying he's the guy. Let's see what he's got at first base. Um, the other thing I would do is get Duran back up here. I don't know why we wasted his uh, one of his trips, but I'll tell you what. Who do you feel better about hitting and playing every day, Duran or JBJ? I think I go Duran. Would you? Who would you rather see playing? Oh, I'd rather at least give Duran a shot. He put, he puts at least some sort of a spark right. in the lineup. And I mean, the other guys you're looking at are Kike and Verdugo. I, you know, I understand Verdugo's got to kind of be your everyday guy, but Verdugo's hitting 212 and Kike's hitting 176. Why not give the kid a shot? He, and he, in the game he played, he, what did he go? He went, uh, he went one for four with a triple and a walk. I mean, the kid's going to give you some juice. I think he's going to give you some juice. Give him some ABs, and that's how he's going to figure it out. I mean, you called him up. He didn't really do so much. It's so hot. Give him, call him up again and give get his uh, legs under him. Like, I, I, I 
I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Why we're not dipping into some of these young guys. I'd send Bobby down real fast. And I don't know who else I would send down to get Duran back up, but you need one of those two guys up here. To like start getting their bees because you need to change something. It's like we talked about when the Celtics at the trade deadline. We just need to change things up because it's it's not not working. Um, and then we hear Chris Sales out for another injury. Yeah, no, the, how this team is constructed right now, this isn't going to work. Something needs to change. Whether it's a lineup shakeup or something in the bullpen, something has to change with this team. Um. Is there anyone out there that you think makes this team better that's very plausible to bring in here? Uh, someone in AAA or someone in, like that's on our in our 40 man right now. You could always bring you could bring Seabold up to be able to shift Hauk to the bullpen or shift Pavetta to the bullpen. You can try to mix and match that, but not off the top of my head veteran wise. You can the only thing I would really do is maybe you could shuffle the rotation. Trying to see the Western Red Sox roster. I'm trying to think if there's anyone off the top of my head. I like the Connor Siebold idea. Um, I mean, I don't know if uh, just to change out bullpen ons, but maybe bring Darwinson back up. Can you bring Darwinson back up? Get a lefty in there to kind he's of been, just. He's been pitching well. Um. I mean, Valdez stunk for one game and you send him down. And Brian, Matt Barnes has been awful all year. I'd send him down to try to figure something out. Put him on the IL, put him on the injured list and let him go down to Worcester to try to find something. Um, Cassis isn't on the 40 man? No. Bring Jeter Downs up. Who gets off the 40 man? You may have to DFA Jackie at that point. Is um did they already DFA um Shaw, yeah. Shaw. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. You'd, uh, I mean, you're going to have to find someone or just take someone in the minors and take them off your uh, list. Who's Rob? Who's Rob Rents finder? Uh, outfielder. They gave him a shot, I want to say, one or two weeks ago. I can't remember why. I think, I don't know if someone was injured or someone was sick, but he came up a couple weeks ago too. He went two for five in three games, two doubles, a Robbie, a walk, 400. I don't know. I think we need to shift. We need to shake things up in this uh, lineup because you're right. The lineup is key to why we are just awful. Um, and that's on Heim. Heim's got to figure it out. I have faith in Heim and you know, I think he's done a great job with his lineup, but he's got to do something with this team because it's just not good. Not good. Uh, positivity sandwich, though. Bruins tied up at 2-2. They take care of home ice. This is why you play the games. You play, you win at home and then try to sneak one out on the road. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, you you are the hockey expert here, yeah. the two of us. Um what do you think has been the key in the last – what was the difference in the first uh, – between the first two games and the second two games? So, first two games, obviously, they're down in North Carolina. They're playing at the at the Hurricanes Arena. Um, just sloppy. First two games were just sloppy. They dominated most of, the, most of those two games, but they just gave away the puck. Didn't convert on their chances. Carolina converted on theirs. Got into penalty trouble, constantly on the kill. So, just sloppy play. Um they make the switch to they make the goalie switch for game three, bringing in Swayman home ice. And between games three and game four, man, they just played more physical. They were they were goading the Hurricanes into making mistakes, getting penalties themselves, Bruins scoring on the power play, scoring on their chances, putting the game away. 
and um, just playing better hockey, man. That's all it was is they finally kind of found their feet, found their game plan. Um, going back to Carolina for game five, I'm sure the Hurricanes are going to adjust, try to come out on their home their home ice and take the, take the series back here, 3-2. But I like where the Bruins are at. It seems like they're in the Hurricanes' head. Marshawn and that perfection line is working as well as they can. Swayman's been pretty good back in the net. So, dude, I think the, if if I'm being honest, I think the Bruins could take this in six, go down, steal game five, and come back for game six and just close it out. I like where your head's at. Uh, I hope I hope they can win uh, Wednesday game five tomorrow. Yep. Hopefully they can come out with a big game five win, and I, they definitely can win at home. I mean, they play like it, like you said. I want. I haven't watched the whole much of the series. Like I've seen like bits and pieces and seen like you know flashes of games. But from what I, the hockey I watched, they played so much better at home. They just they played more physical. They executed better, and um, I mean it was so loud in that arena that there was uh, glass falling uh, after a goal. So um, Bruins and six. I like it win the Bruins and six. All right, uh, let's move into our final segment of the night, the People's Topic. It's the People's Topic, baby! People's Topic. So for People's Topic, you can write on Instagram and Twitter page, at Big Red Zone. Give us a comment. Let us know you want to talk about this week. Um... Ellie says Celtics pulling from behind. Unbelievable win. Great win. I concur. Eric says Giannis neck grab. Kind of talked about that. Right? I think we brought that up today. Yeah, he pushed pushed Jalen while he was completing, trying to complete a dunk and then goes to grab Jalen around the neck and then Jalen's just like, get the fuck off me, dude. Yeah. I liked it. Get get a little more uh, spiciness into this series. Um, Oh, geez. All right. Paige wrote a novel. Let's go to Paige. Paige writes, late night, late pod tonight. Yep. Thank you, Paige, for the update. We had to watch the Celtics game. Uh, oh, geez. Paige has got to bring us down here. She said, I wish we had Tommy Heinsohn announcing that game. Yeah, don't we all, Paige? Dude, that Ta- really Tommy bad. Heinsohn would have been having a freaking conniption if he was calling that game. Well, Tommy would have ran on the floor game three after half the calls Tommy, that were missed. Tommy would have been choke slam on the refs after game three and game four. Chairs would have been thrown during game three. 100%. Um, and I do listen to the pod. Oh, because you said Paige probably doesn't listen to this. Instead, I do. Well, thanks for listening, Paige. I'm just scared. We can play on a Sunday. Oh, this is for the tennis challenge. The tennis gauntlet. I was a little confused there. Uh, she said, I, I'm just scared. We can play on Sunday. Play on a Sunday. Paige, not, nothing to be scared of. Just let me know what Sunday you want to play. Maybe we can get a Danny football up here to uh commentate the game and there we go um he can be in my corner for this uh for this um tennis match big match um let me know anytime page let me just let me know a sunday that you're free try to make sure day football is free on that same sunday maybe even the wife can come out we'll get a little doubles action maybe oh my god um let me know i'm open anytime uh, and the last one comes from Joseph underscore Celia. He writes, in your opinion, what was the best LeBron you saw? The best LeBron I ever saw. I mean, when he took out Golden State, the best, like the, I think that was the most impressive LeBron. That one or when he came back from 3-2 down to the Celtics with the Heat, he just completely took over that game. That game six back in Boston, he completely just – there was nothing we could do to stop him. Yeah. That was pretty that was pretty insane. I think him taking that Cavs team to win. I mean, I get they had a young Kyrie and they had Kevin Love, but to be fair, they had no business beating that Golden State team. The you know, the 
that was the um wasn't that the team that broke the record yes yeah yep. they had no business beating that team so it was like I, I i that was pretty impressive uh but you're right that like if i had to pick one game that game six was pretty like there was nothing you could do to stop lebron james that was pretty impressive um you want to hear joseph celia gave his what's he got he said it was the 2012-2013 LeBron in his third year in Miami, second straight title when he beat the Spurs. That was impressive. That was that was a good run by the Heat. Um, the year he beat Golden State is a close second. So he said mine was a close second. Um, that was impressive. I mean, beating the Spurs was pretty impressive. But, I mean, to me, like, those teams – it was just a stacked team on the Heat. I feel like having Chris Bosh, having D Wade, you know, a knockdown veteran Al, uh, Ray Allen who saved that. Wasn't that this? Yeah, th- yeah, that was a series that Ray Allen saved them. Like without Ray and Allen making a three, LeBron loses another title. So he was impressive in that series. Don't get me wrong. Um, and that year. I just think it was impressive how he closed out that Cavs series, um, beating like the some would argue the best team ever in the NBA. Some would argue that they, they won the most games in the regular season. Um, it beat the '96 Bulls record. Um, they said it's better than the Bulls. It's better than the '86 Celtics. Uh, I disagree, but. You know, to say you helped lead a team to beat that the best team ever in the NBA assembled, then I think that's pretty impressive. Um, but thank you, everyone, for your people's topics. Remember, you can run in our Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us a follow as well. Uh, follow us on TikTok at Big Red Zone. Uh, find us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you please tell a friend about the pod. Uh, big week, Danny Football. Next week, I hope we're talking about Eastern we'll Conference see, Finals. Yeah, we'll see you for the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we'll have to, We'll have to. you know, if things are looking looking a little down, we may have to get on the record and <laughs> try to record an emergency pod and try to help, help the boys get over the hump. Um, but thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good week.